Welcome to Rangers Nation Podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation Podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. Rangers Nation's podcast, I am your host, the Recliner Nerd. Well, everybody, baseball is back. It's back. That's right. Spring training is starting this week, and that means Rangers Nation's podcast is about to officially kick into gear. We've done a lot of off-season stuff, but, guys, we are about to absolutely get into gear and really, really, really get after this. So let me tell you how we're going to probably do this this year. We're going to be doing one, at least one or two, maybe three podcasts a week during the season. But another thing that we'll be doing, and and, and honestly, is, is we're going to have a minor league uh, podcast every week. It's going to call Let's Go Farming. It's what we'll call it. Episode one, Let's Go Farming. And it won't, it's probably not going to start till at least the end of spring training before we get Let's Go Farming started when we know a little bit more about where the prospects are going to be and where they're going to be going to. Uh, but we'll do that once a week. We'll have an update of what the top prospects have done throughout uh, the uh, – the week of play, especially all during the season, we'll have that and uh, and go through that. But spring training starts Tuesday, folks. That means pitchers and catchers report Tuesday. The first actual pitchers and catchers workout is going to be Wednesday the 13th. Then all the players show up. The players will show up uh, the 17th. Now, a lot of them will probably come in next week, but then they all show up the 17th and Full workout for them would be Monday the 18th. So Woody's first full workout with the squad will be the 18th. Um, and then we go from there. We'll start uh, the the 23rd, which is that following Friday, is when they're going to play their very first spring training game, and that will be against their, their uh, mates there at the surprise. They share the complex with the Royals. They'll start on, on February the 23rd, and they'll have that first one. If you want to go to spring training, folks, it is – they do make it available for you to get there. You can walk around, watch the backfields, watch the minor leaguers. If you've ever thought about doing that, that's something you might consider. Okay, so there's a bunch of new names that we're going to see this year. Some of the new names we're going to see, obviously we're going to see, you know, the some of the free agents we signed, which were Lance Lynn, Jeff Mathis, Drew Smiley, Shelby Miller, Asdrubal Cabrera, who will be there, Sean Kelly, Zach, Zach McAllister, um, my guy that I'm watching, now everybody knows I'm a Scott Heineman guy. I thought Scott Heineman had a very good chance to make this club out of spring training. I think he's a much better Ryan Rua and uh, uh, much better uh, Ryan Rua and, and who, who hits the ball with power, who hits the ball for average, had a great year at AAA last year. But, uh, you know, Heineman is going to start the season hurt. So we found out later that he had shoulder surgery. And so now he's going to uh, be out. He'll start the season, be behind everybody. So he is not going to start in the major leagues. He will start in minor leagues because he'll be doing some rehab and all of that. I fully expect him to be here. And I did a show about that, who I thought would make their major league debuts. And obviously that was someone who I thought. Now, who to watch for in spring training? My guy to watch for in spring training. There's two. The one pitcher to really watch for is Joe Palumbo who was my outside shot at making this rotation. 
was uh, uh, Joe Palumbo. I think I've told a lot of y'all about him. He's the the left-hander we had who's coming back from Tommy John but had a great year last year. He's my outside chance to make the rotation. But besides him, my my big name to watch, this is my guy. If this guy does what I think, he will turn as Drupal Cabrera into a, uti a utility infielder that plays just about every day, but he's going to play all over the field and rest everyone. I know that when we signed Cabrera, I think everybody expected Cabrera to be the starting third baseman, and that's fine, but Cabrera can play anywhere in the infield. He's played third base. He's played short, second. He's an incredible player, but there's one guy that could turn him into a utility infielder. That guy has been the guy that I've been talking about, and that's Patrick Wisdom. And that's the one that we, that we traded for and, and got Patrick Wisdom here. Uh, hit, the guy hit 50 home runs in the last two years as the third baseman in AAA for the St. Louis Cardinals. He hit five home runs at the end of the year last year. He got a small taste of the major leagues. But he's hit 50 home runs over two years, and an average of about 260 combined. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So he is, uh, he's my guy to watch for. What I'd like to see from, from him is, is a guy that if, if he is playing, you know, if he becomes the starting third baseman, he'll need a day off every week. And so, you know, and, and Cabrera, you know, can play anywhere around there. But if I would love for Wisdom to push Cabrera into the utility infield role. That's what I would really love. That means Wisdom's doing what he's, he's thought to be. And he's our starting, and that's a good core, young core uh, player right there that that, that that joins Gallo, Odor, Mazzara as a young nucleus to a good team that's building up. Now, I did talk to Luis Ortiz, who is the new hitting coach, and I asked him about, you know, am, is, am I being overhyped? Um, should I, am I wrong to be excited about Patrick Wisdom? He said he had met, met Wisdom, that they had, had done some stuff and there's some things to work on but yes this guy this guy's got some major pop to his bat this is a good player and that yes he is pushing to, to play at third base and Luis Ortiz told me that personally and so <clears throat> this is really 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 something to watch for in spring training and everyone keep, needs to keep an eye out for this so along with wisdom obviously someone that we're going to have to keep an eye on too are the the five starting rotation pitchers that we have, we fully expect Miner will be fine along with Lynn, who have come back from injuries, but they're healthy, and they were pitching last year healthy. But we're going to be looking at Shelby Miller, Smiley, and uh, Edison Vokas. We're watching them during spring training and seeing how they're doing, um, the innings they're putting in, how they look. We'll get reports back from Arizona on that, and that will really let us know going into the season, you know, exactly what we've got there. Because if these guys pitch to potential – then obviously this is going to be a great year. I mean, look, if these guys can pitch the way that that they have before their injuries, this is going to be awesome. This is be, this will be incredible for us, and it could really, with this young nucleus, this is a team that could surprise people. I've said that all along. I'll have my predictions before the season starts. I'm wanting to get a roundtable with some of the other uh, bloggers at Dallas Sports Nation, get together, make our predictions, and we'll do a podcast for that. Uh, but <clears throat> I, I'm telling you right now that, that this team may surprise some people if these guys do what they want. Now, the bullpen, again, 
that's where we got to work. We've obviously got a closer in Leclerc, but you know, looking at, at our bullpen, what we, you know, the, the signing of Chavez was awesome. I think that's going to be fantastic. Um, that, and so Chavez did very well. We traded him off and got some pieces back last year. And now he came back and signed a two year deal. So he's attractive to, to other teams at the trade deadline. If we're not in this thing, um, bullpen will really be the answer. Whether or not we go with these openers, I don't know. That's still that's still uh, something to be seen. We'll see what happens there. But, hey, let, let me add something else here, and, and this is important for you all to listen to. This may not be over with what John Daniels is doing to this team. Now, everyone knows Harper and Machado have not signed with anyone yet. Those are the two big pieces. Neither is Dallas Keuchel. None of these guys have signed anywhere going into this. We don't know where they're going to go. That could open up a lot of stuff once Machado and once Harper sign. That the teams that lose out may start, you know, calling up the Rangers and other teams to ask about certain players we have, and there might be more moves to be made. I think most everybody knows that John Daniels is a guy that keeps it close to the vest. So Daniels is not gonna. He's not going to to. Uh, give any hints to anyone out there about what future plans are. I asked Evan Grant uh, about it. He seemed to think that there probably wasn't anything big. He thought that this nucleus would stay together. But you know what? I don't – who knows? John Daniels is is not afraid to pull off stuff. So we'll see what happens there. Speaking of what I'm talking about with Evan Grant and Luis Ortiz, so the Dallas Morning News had a roundtable – uh, last night, and it was at the, the Texas Live, and as a, as a member of the Dallas Morning News, I was invited to go to it. I'm telling you, if you don't subscribe to the Dallas Morning News or the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, you guys have to, you have to sign up for this stuff, for your beat reporters. Your beat reporters are your everyday info. Look, I'm a blogger and a podcaster. That means I'm giving opinions. Um, I'm trying to get to some games this year. I will get some media credentials to get out, especially to the minor league games. Hopefully do some interviews and invite some guys on for the podcast. But look, you get your info from your beat reporters. These guys will open up and get you their stuff. And if you're not subscribing to this, that's a great way to be informed on this team. Kevin Sherrington was there last night. It was a pretty good roundtable. I mean, we had Kevin Sherrington. We had... Obviously, Evan Grant from the Dallas Morning News. Eric Nadell was there. He sold some of his Limerick books. Uh, he was there. Luis Ortiz, the new batting coach, uh, hitting coach, it's who, who I talked to last night. And then Michael Young. Michael Young was there also. Pretty interesting stuff. They had a round table. They asked some questions about the kids, what they're looking for. Michael Young was very informative. But I think one of the most impressive things that I heard about was this whole debate about the AstroTurf and what they're doing with the AstroTurf and the fake the fake grass. And I was floored by the answers that I got. And we got two good perspectives uh, from there. And one of them was from Michael Young. Michael was really informative. And let me, let me be clear. I understand that Michael Young works for the front office now. But he, he took it from a player's perspective. And he was honest. And he said, look, he goes, if you want to know for the truth, and, and for sure, absolutely, players would rather play on grass, really good grass. You, it would have to be plush, good grass to play on. All players are going to pick that over AstroTurf. He goes, but 
<clears throat> he goes, I'm not sure that most people understand that when you're seeing what you see when you come in the stands and what you're seeing from TV, you're not seeing what a playing surface is actually like. He goes, you go to some of these places that have natural grass, and that's not green grass out there. That's spray paint. And that spray paint is some bad turf out there that, that a lot of people don't see and don't understand and don't know about. And there's some surfaces out there where it's dry, climate's dry, and they're having to keep it. That those, those fields aren't as nice as you think. He said, you know, he said, look, the Rangers have taken every precaution to make sure that this is going to be uh, the most, he said, it's going to be like, like real grass that they play on. And he said, and, and there was a lot of, they did a lot of homework on this. They didn't just make a rash decision. He said they went, you know, the, the people that are designing it are, are, are they are going to maintain it and take care of it. And he said, I'm telling you, when you play in a dome stadium to do that, he said, you're going to, you're, you're in a dome stadium. It's hard to get the grass to grow in there. And he goes, you go to some of these stadiums now, Arizona was one of them that, that they were talking about. I think it was Eric Nadell that said he had talked to Buck Showalter, who helped design the Arizona Stadium. And Arizona put natural grass in there, in their stadium, and Showalter said, if I, if I could go back and do it again, I would put in the AstroTurf. And now they're actually coming out with this new AstroTurf in Arizona because they couldn't get the grass to grow. And they couldn't get it, and they had all these dead spots, and it was horrible. The field was in bad shape. It really was bad. And so... You know, with the Dome Stadium, that's the trade-off. Now, Nadell took it to a different level when he's talking about uh, another reason for this, too. He goes, I think people don't understand. The reason we're getting a Dome Stadium is to try to beat the heat. You want to come in and you want to watch a game, and you want the temperature to be 75 degrees inside the stadium while you're watching a game. He said, in order for a, a Dome Stadium with a retractable roof to air condition to that, you've really got to shut the the roof at about noon on a game at 7:35. You got to shut it at noon so it can take that long to air condition that down to that temperature. The problem with that, he said, is that if you want to grow natural grass in a dome stadium, you really need the sunlight to stay on the field until three o'clock. And at three o'clock, if you're shutting the doors at three for a game. In three and a half hours, it's not going to be as cool as you want in there. And that's the whole reason you built the damn stadium. So that, I mean, there was some really interesting stuff. So I'm starting to get on board with this. Look, we're going to hear from the players. They're going to let us know what it's about and, and what, what they feel about it. But coming from Michael Young, I, I didn't realize that they a lot of these places, they paint these fields. And they do this to make it. You know, I always thought they had backup grass sitting over here and they would come in and fill in these spots where these bald spots would happen. And he said, it's not what you think. He said, a lot of times it's spray paint out there and, and it really looks pretty to everybody. Y'all all think we're out there on these pretty fields, but sometimes they're pieces of crap. And so that was pretty interesting to, to see. Now, <clears throat> last night, these guys... I mean, talking with all of them last night, of course, nobody's given the Rangers any chance this year to, to, to do anything. But everyone was optimistic. And they, they're all optimistic about what they think that the, that the team can do. And I think that someone said Vegas has already set the line for the Rangers. They thought the Rangers would win 71 games. And I think last year 
that the Rangers only won, I think, what is it, 66 or 60, 65 or 66. They put the over-under this year at 71, and everybody up there said the over, which would be an easy bet. I think this team obviously is going to be a lot better than the team last year, especially with the rotation that we've got. I mean, the pieces we had last year weren't near as impressive as the pieces this year if they play to their potential. They just weren't. I mean, we had a 45-year – I think Bartolo Colon is like got seven grandchildren. Doesn't he? I mean, this is like a – a 60-year-old guy out there pitching, I mean, honestly, he's 45, but that's i mean, that's what you're looking at out there. These guys have the potential to be unbelievable. Now, some, some other notes going into this uh, that, that obviously going into it, I think a lot of people heard that yesterday the Rangers did sign Hunter Pence to a minor league deal. Uh, that's another right-handed bat right there. I, look, it's a long shot. I don't, I don't see – how Hunter Pence makes this team, um, unless he gets back to form. I mean, I, I don't know that he'll make this team, but that's a good right-handed bat. If he plays anywhere near to his potential, he's older now. I think he's 35 years old going into spring training. Um, <clears throat> if he plays to his potential, um, that's a great right-handed bat. He's not going to be a starter. I mean, we've got a starting outfield. He is a right-handed bat. He'd be like a fourth outfielder, but that's taken away from – Heineman and when he's ready, and Will and uh, Will Calhoun, who's obviously going to play more at DH if Chu is is still there, and so um, you know I I would like to see Pence on this team. I think that's a great clubhouse person to have. But that was another topic at the roundtable that they talked about was leadership and who's going to take the leadership role. And I think a lot of people figured, well, that's going to be Elvis. Elvis is going to be the one to step up. He's got to be the leader. And Elvis has always, he said to everyone, he's been honest about it. Look, he goes, I, you know, I'm, I'm not the most vocal guy. I mean, I want to lead by example, but that's not my thing. I mean, I'm not the biggest talker. Now, now one name that was said that was pretty interesting was Chu. And since you choose told them he wanted to be more vocal and be more of a leader and step up. He's always been a quiet guy. He's always the first one to the ballpark, always the last one to leave, putting in his work. I mean, look, when Chu's healthy, we all know that Chu is a – he is a potential – he's an all-star player when he's playing. I mean, I think we all want to see Willie Calhoun get more at-bats and Chu's in the way of that. But if he wants to be a leader for this club, we need a veteran – leader in there to step up and that that was pretty interesting to hear they also wanted it to be by committee um and i think that gallo and mazara and some of them kind of and odor kind of talked about you know <clears throat> let's let's all get let's all lead our own way and we'll we'll hold each other accountable and let's you know and then of course you've got woody who's gonna be doing it from from the manager spot so you know from the you know, from sitting there on the on the top step so um, it was pretty interesting. I, I wish you could have all heard it and, and, and got a lot of it. I had some pictures that I took. Uh, but hearing those guys talk about it, look, I'm fired up. I mean, this is this is getting ready to go. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a shortened version today uh, on the Rangers Nation's podcast. It's basically a, a, an introduction to what's coming up. We're getting this thing hooked up and ready to go. Um for those that didn't see it, we did come out. Uh, Dallas Sports Nation is having the uh, top 20 countdown for the top 20 prospects in in uh, in 
the Dallas Sports Nation top 20 prospects in the Rangers uh, organization. So we started counting it down. <clears throat> and uh, yesterday it came out the uh, 20 through 16 as we count it down to number one. Now, obviously, we already know who the top 20 are. But if you didn't know who that was, go to DallasSportsStation.com. You can read a little write-up about each one. At number uh, 20, we had um, Diospel uh, Arias. He's an infielder at, at number at number 20. At number 19, we had Brock Burke. At number uh, 19. At number 18, we had Demarcus Evans. Uh, at 18, 17, we had Yerry Rodriguez, another starting pitcher that we had. Uh, he came in at number 17. And then number 16 was Sherton Apostel. He was one of the players to be named later in the uh, in the Keone Kila. So if you go to Dallas Sports Nation, you can read about those top those top 20. That um, they're not all there right now. We just have out 20 through 16. Uh, 15 through 11 will be coming out uh, next week, probably by Tuesday or Wednesday. It's pretty much done. I've already got it all done. I'll be posting that thing out there next week. Uh, <clears throat> but pretty interesting names on there that are, that are coming out. I actually reached out to uh, to all the guys that were in the, the five that have just come out. I reached out to them personally and congratulated them. Uh, got some nice responses back. Demarcus Evans uh, responded back and appreciated it. So did uh, number 20, uh, Arias. His name's Diospol Arias. He's young. He's Well, he's 22. He's a Cuban infielder. But uh, – he reached back uh, and, and thanked us for putting him on the list. And so we're going to reach out to all of them as we do that and congratulate them on making the top 20 list. Go on there and look who that is. And uh, hopefully we're going to meet them and do some interviews with some of these guys when when we get out to the minor league fields. Um, I'm going to be getting some media credentials to do that. So anyway, look that up at DallasSportsNation.com, DallasSportsNation.com. And uh, look at the Rangers Nation's page and see the uh, the top 20 countdown that's begun. Look for uh, 15 through 11 coming out next week. As we count that down, we'll have five out every week down to number one, who the number one prospect is. And, uh, and that's from Dallas Sports Nation. Now, that's not what the other list have done. That's our top 20 countdown for, uh, for that. So that's it, guys. We're going to cut this one short. I want to thank everyone that's been a part of this one. Hey, baseball is back. Be excited. We're about to hit this thing. It's about to get rolling here for us. But uh, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Share the podcast. Get people out there to listen to this thing. Give me some feedback. Whether you agree with me or not, I want to hear from you. But until then, like I say, on every broadcast I do and on the end of every article I do, except for the countdown when I haven't put it on there, guys, nerd out.